0: I already love you, baby. I'm a dessert <laughs> villain. I have not done that um, because I'm not evil. I have never thought my parents were going to like actually murder me before. I was teaching so that I didn't have to pay tuition. How do you feel about just being completely humiliated all the time? It saved the planet. Breaks. Break into a, a snack machine with a hammer. And Chesco and Vikram never got jobs in academia ever again. You want more advice? Dole it out gladly. You
1: want bad advice, man? I'll give it out gladly. I got some good advice for you. No, you don't. What's up everybody? This is Chesco, the Speech Prof, and this is Bad Advice Wednesdays, the show where we give bad advice and attempt to not ruin your life. Uh, I mean, I guess technically we are attempting to ruin their like we're intentionally yeah. giving bad advice, but they shouldn't listen to us. That's kind of No. I'm telling you now. Right, we're going we're going for that. Don't except for the parts where we do tell good advice. And there's no labels for either of those. So It'll be very close. I guess there is a label. I'm, what am I talking about? Vikram today is my guest.
0: Very, no, this, that is so on brand for how this is going to go, Chesco. Like, like, (laughs) yeah, I think having two of the the two of us on a mic at the same time. Yeah, no, I I buckle up. It's beautiful.
1: It's what everyone wants. Two men with microphones
0: talking on a podcast. The the internet has been asking for it.
1: There's not enough.
0: No. There's not enough. So, no.
1: Well, and I, I, I know who you are, you know, and obviously as I started connecting with different professors online and uh, you, had, you had such a positive, uh, happy presence on on uh, the internet that I, I was really excited to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, and this is our, uh, well, only our second time, I guess, talking yeah. face, quote unquote face to face now, but I, I'd love for you to kind of tell my followers and the people watching this podcast, if they were to stumble onto the plant prof online, what would they uh, expect?
0: Yeah, so uh, I am the plant prof in I think all the places, I'll, I'll, you know, the places that matter, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> I, it's mostly just like I, I go for like nerdy positivity and as much sarcasm as I can fit into it, like a 60 second video. Like that's that's generally my whole thing. So you might see me um, ranting and yelling about a five minute crafts video where they're like, you know, covering a cucumber and Vaseline and sticking in the plastic bottle. I don't know why they do that. That's not good, (laughs) like, plant growing technique. Um, Or talking about academia or my family or uh, telling really bad dad jokes. You know, so uh, it's funny because it's sort of in preparation for this. I was looking through my content because I think a lot of the people you talk to have, like, a really consistent and smart content strategy. Uh, But my friend once told me that watching my TikToks was like being on FaceTime with me. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's like it's like a friendship simulator and i think it's just yeah. whatever pops into my head like i want everyone to know about and so i just say words at a camera and then uh usually in one take which my my wife might argue with uh, i'll hit post and uh you get what you get
1: <laughs> yeah now I, th- I feel like a lot of us that uh are that i end up connecting with have very similar styles in that regard where it's just there's no there's there's no real thought process behind it. It's kind of just this this we I thought of an idea for a video. I'm gonna post that.
0: Mm-hmm. Fun chaos. Um, but you know I do try <laughs> to get some good uh, some good like plant actual information out there. I I have a PhD <laughs> in horticulture. I'm a uh, horticulture professor here at my university, and so I try to actually give some good information sometimes. But usually I'm just like rambling and ram- ranting about stuff. And uh, the number of people who send me just absurd plant hacks that are, you know, probably 80% fetish content anyway. Uh like my inbox is just full of them con- like constantly. Uh so mm-hmm. you can in real time go back through my um my, you know, TikTok history and my uh, you know, history on all other socials and watch me slowly unravel, just just mm-hmm. totally come unglued over time. It's fun. It's fun for me. It'll be a good uh uh bunch of material that I can tell to my therapist someday.
1: You know, a lot of what you just mentioned is basically describes my lecture style uh, in front of a classroom. Where you know, there's good information. Okay, there's it's there, is it? right? Is it? Occasionally, I try to get back to uh, to my area of expertise, but but for, for a lot of it, is stories and rambling and and uh, me forgetting that I'm actually teaching in a college classroom.
0: <laughs> You're, so when a student raises his hand, like, why'd you tell us that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, well, no, no, no. I, that it, oh,
1: well, communication is everywhere, <laughs> right? That's the beauty of. Be the communication studies, it's going to be a little bit harder for you, you know, having having an actual expertise that's a little bit honed in on something. But communication can be literally anything.
0: See, that's that that's like the dream, right? Just say whatever and be like, now what I was demonstrating (laughs) wasn't just. (laughs) That is I'm not joking. That is literally
1: I think I didn't know I was ADHD in college. Uh, But the the draw (laughs) of communication studies was that I was able to, you know, I wrote my master's thesis on World of Warcraft. I. Uh, undergrad, I studied a lot of gender and communication and feminist rhetoric. Uh, and I wrote, I wrote things about uh, political movements. I wrote things about, which is whatever I was interested in that moment. It's kind of like my TikTok, <laughs> but I just tied it, tied it s- s- uh, narrowly back to com studies and it, and it
0: worked hey, out well. That's the dream. Yeah. The dream.
1: So how, how did you, uh, you mentioned your professor as well. Like how did you decide on the kind of that, that path
0: for you, for you? Well, I was going to go to med school when I started college a thousand years ago and uh, actually started off in biomedical engineering. So I was out of my mind. And uh, I think <laughs> at some point, um, uh, myself and the College of Engineering both came to the same realization that I was not cut out for that. Uh, figured out, I interned. With, so my granddad was a doctor. I grew up with, you okay. know, my mom and I lived with my grandparents growing up. And uh, so my whole life, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. Like I'm going to. Be, mm-hmm. like my granddad was. And uh, it turns out I don't like blood, and I'm bad <laughs> at calculus. And so, like, neither <laughs> of those things can work. And so, like, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, uh, I had a, like a really great, actually, just general studies advisor in, in my undergrad that was like, like what do you want to do? And I was like, well, you know, there's money in this and this. And he, he was like, no, 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 I didn't ask you that. I asked yeah. what you what you like, what do you want to do? And the other thing that my granddad and I always did growing up was uh, garden. Like we had a garden as early Correct. as I can remember. And so I was like, oh, no, I like plants. And so, you know, I got into horticulture. Um, I did my bachelor's in landscape design. And then I have a master's in fruit crop, tree crop production, water conservation. And then my Ph.D. is in uh, urban landscapes, um, ur- urban green space and and resource conservation. And so uh, it just kind of happened. And, and I just got into school and I think I didn't know how to get out. Uh, and 15 years later, I'm in, on the other side of the lectern, and, and it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love getting to teach mostly freshmen, lots of non-majors. Uh, it's a general science class, so I'll teach, you know, 150 students a semester, and 90% of them will be non-majors, and about 70% of them are freshmen. And so I, I get to be uh, the first experience that I think a lot of students have of, like, the college experience and of taking a class, and I take that pretty seriously. I mean, I'm goofy and all of that, but I take, let me say, <laughs> I take the responsibility of that pretty seriously.
1: That's awesome. Uh, well, did you, well, I guess when you started going down that path, when you, when you realized that, you know, the plant world uh, was where you wanted <laughs> to, uh, to, to really spend, you know, a decade of your life uh, digging uh-huh. into, uh, did you, did you want to be a, did you know, like being a professor was the end goal or was that just something that kind of got, did you end up just end up there in some way?
0: You know, that's a good question. I, I don't think that I wanted to teach starting out. Uh, I actually had planned on going into industry um, because as you and I know, we don't get into this for the money, right? Into the, right. the no. academia you,
1: world. You may, I don't know what you're well, talking I'm about. Well, I'm in the
0: wrong no. part of academia then because <laughs> they pay me in like old lettuce and 37 yeah. cents a month. Like that's yeah. about my paycheck.
1: You can barter with that though. It's great.
0: I can. That's true. And, and you know, uh, if if you were going to be you know uh, stranded on a desert island or in the apocalypse with someone like I can grow food I can do the thing, uh, um, but no I think <laughs> I think I wanted to be in industry I, I actually ran a little landscape company for a couple of years and uh, then when I was doing my master's degree um, I was you know TAing so they would pay me and I didn't starve to death and all of that and I actually found that I liked it and so uh, getting into a PhD I think I still at the beginning like wanted to go into industry but like i I just i love being in the classroom and (laughs) i love getting to work with students and it's always it's funny because i teach the same thing you know every semester pretty much but it's different every time because the the dynamics of a classroom change and the the students change based on like what's going on in the world and it always presents new opportunities and new challenges and new ways to i think have a big impact and so like uh really i think the first time I got in front of a class, like in a formal classroom setting. Even though it was a lab, uh, I was kind of hooked. And I think from that <laughs> point, even in the back of my head, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to do this someday. Like, this is going to be my thing someday."
1: Yeah, yeah you mentioned the uh, the amount of money that uh, that teachers make too, and I don't, hey. I don't think people realize, especially when you're starting out, just how badly you are paid. Uh, both as a grad student and as uh, an adjunct professor, um, just the the amount of work you were expected, the amount of Um, responsibility you have yet you are paid at least I I know I was with less than minimum wage
0: oh yeah oh and and like I feel for Mm. our grad students you know we yeah uh, we pay them you know our TAs and stuff as much as we can but then at some point like our our hands are kind of tied at past a certain Mm. point but we yeah we do as much as we can for them but no it's it's rough and they work a lot and they work hard and if we're being honest it's the grad students that are carrying our universities they're uh, carrying the teaching load, the research load, and um, no—that's that's a big deal. Like grad student pay and fair mm-hmm. fair pay for grad students, and like you said, adjunct uh, adjuncts mm-hmm. and starting starting professors is uh, a big thing, and that's probably more serious than you want to dive into in this this podcast. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, well,
1: it, it is an interesting thing because I think people do ask. I get asked all the time: Should I, and I if I want to be a professor, is that a, is that a good career path? Hey. Uh, and and that's such a complicated. Because if you it's the carrot on the stick, right? Yeah. If you can get that tenured professorship, it is a great job.
0: Yeah. you're But, golden. Uh,
1: it, but it is. It is. I don't think people realize the difficulty to getting to that point and the luck to be honest yeah. that, that is there of, of finding the right committee that just happens to like you, uh, that sure. you happen to have the right research interest for the right uh, job at the right place at the right time in a place you want to be. yeah at a place in your life that you want to be there (laughs) yeah Uh, and there's all of these things that go into that
0: oh i and and i yeah no that is a hundred percent the truth and and i it's not lost on me how fortunate i am because like i've got a pretty (laughs) sweet gig if we're being very honest like i was working full-time through my phd for in, in another job and uh about halfway through this job of managing the greenhouse and gardens on campus opened up and i was like you know i'm already like spending a lot of time on campus doing like research and school stuff and so I applied for this and ended up getting it so this was I probably had like two two years left on my PhD so I was working full-time for the university doing that and then uh, as I was graduating like there was a a specific position that like we didn't have in our department that I wanted and so I just was like hey I want this and I was real annoying about it for about two years and uh, (laughs) finally it worked out so I'm non-tenure track um Hmm. But uh, I'm an assistant professor of practice, which means I'm like 80% teaching and 20% service. Right. And, uh, you know, a big R1 university, like the idea of spending every minute of every day writing grants and then weeping in between uh, that... is exhausting. And so, like, I get to teach and I get to play with plants and uh, hide here at the greenhouse and people leave me alone. And, like, I am. I, it is not lost on me how fortunate I am uh, to be in the position that I am.
1: And it's, it's so important to have good, especially the, the R1. And I don't mean to, like, you've, you've heard me trash R1s to a to an extent <laughs> uh, on, on my channel before. Um, but, like, you need good teachers at these yeah. big universities as well, because um, so especially for the, the freshmen and the sophomores, right? Once you get to your junior, senior level and you're going to more in your research base and you, and you know what you're doing, it's a, it's a little bit different, mm-hmm. especially for the people coming straight out of high school. They go there and not to not to judge grad students I think I was a fairly good grad student teacher but teaching was like number 15 yeah. on my list of priorities right yeah. I was I was not there to teach I was teaching so that I didn't have to pay tuition right Oh yeah oh for sure yeah. or does sure. your does your university know that you're a content creator and how do they feel about it
0: if they do Um they do they uh, mm-hmm. okay <laughs> so I made a TikTok one time that I posted on Facebook I think where uh the the the, the prompt was was stitch the prompt was like tell me a rumor about an animal that's untrue. And I insinuated that a a specific raccoon might be a mass murderer. Um, And the Dean of my college liked it. And I was like, Oh, I need to be careful. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. yeah, So they know. um, In fact, uh, you know, my podcast, plant anthropology, where I interview plant scientists and nature people and climate scientists and literally anyone who will talk to me that I can shoehorn in a conversation (laughs) about plants. Um, they, my, my, department and my college support it and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. So they, they know I make content and for the most part, um, they don't seem too unhappy about it. Uh, I, I'm mm. fairly non-controversial <laughs> in general. Yeah. Uh, one time some, some folks did get mad at me for talking about the weather. Say, I think I, re- I read the <laughs> phrase, uh, government weather machine more times than I ever expected to in a single comment thread. <laughs> but aside from that, you know.
1: Yeah, I do think uh, I imagine at least in Texas, you do have to be a bit more careful. Oh yeah, uh, with that sort of stuff. I know when I taught in Arizona for a few, and, and it's it's one of those things where it's not that you're you're not allowed to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just you have to be aware that there are going to be some people there that may not like you having an opinion.
0: <laughs> for sure, hundred percent.
1: You mentioned your anthropology podcast. How did that come about? Like, was that something that the your university was interested in starting, or was that completely like your baby?
0: Uh, that was actually completely my thing. I was having a conversation with a buddy up here at the greenhouse one day and we were talking about um, some of the management practices that indigenous peoples in our area would use to manage the land mm-hmm. and drive herds and all this like anthropological stuff that's tied to the land and, and, and to plants. And we were kind of joking and we were like, oh, this would be a great podcast. <laughs> you know, no one's going li- to the thought at the time was like, <laughs> no one's going to listen to that. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's stuck in the back of my head and like 10 months later I am uh, neck deep in writing a dissertation and I was about to lose my mind and I was like I need a creative outlet and so I started the podcast did a few episodes just kind of here in my my office and then um, uh, went to my department chair after the fact see this was very much a ask for forgiveness kind of deal and I was like hey I just started this project it's just kind of you know on the side and he was actually like the fifth my fifth guest on on the uh podcast and he was like you know i really like what you're doing is there other ways we can support it and so since then they have been like 100 behind it um the dean of our, our new dean of the college was on recently and um you know i'm trying to get the provost on the show and so like the university has been very supportive but no it was very much something that i started uh because i want to tell my whole thing is I'm trying to tell stories of people that work with the land that either uh. research uh, climate change or food production or water quality or really anything and everything in between or students or industry folks. Um, like we have over the past 50, 100 years, whatever, lost a lot of our connection back to nature. Uh, and, and I just want to tell stories of the people that are still doing it and why they're doing uh. it and why they care. Because uh, it's hard to care about things that you don't know about. And I think telling these stories is important.
1: That's great. Now, now I definitely think we've got a good idea of, of who we're working with here. Uh, <laughs> and I want to I want introduce a, a new segment on uh, on today's podcast. Normally we jump right into giving bad advice, but um, I, I try to listen to my, my followers. And, and people have been saying we want to actually hear some of the expertise, right? Some of the good advice. Some of the reasons sure. they might follow you or myself is because they actually respect our opinions, oddly enough. Uh, and so I wanted to introduce uh, a new segment where I look through social media and find some videos giving some advice on, uh, on your area of expertise, and you can give us a, a, you know, a, a, a chance to sorry, And you can give us an idea of whether or not it's good advice, bad advice, or horrific advice, <laughs> okay. and what maybe we should do instead. Sounds good. All right. So first off, I saw a video uh, that said, uh, if you have any problems with wet soil in your plants uh what should you can use a tampon to dry
0: it up that is bad advice that that's one of those things and there's so much of this out there it's like you're technically not wrong however (laughs)
1: okay okay (laughs)
0: uh the better thing to do is just to like wait a day or two and it'll drain out (laughs) like the soil has been like getting wet and dry for literally hundreds of millions of years (laughs) and so like uh Uh, tampons, you're telling me
1: there are alternatives, then,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because a lot of these hacks that pop up, they're like, This is the right way to do it. I'm like, Man, nature is sure lucky to have us that we can figure out how to fix these problems after we've like destroyed half the planet. And I'm sure the
1: plastic waste that comes along with using tampons for uh, plant. Use would probably be an, an extra additional uh, positive from there. Yeah, not great. Uh, this next one I know you're going to appreciate, uh, <laughs> but I read that if you scoop out the middle of a banana and wrap it in a, uh, in, a in a wet paper towel, you can grow and grow your own banana tree in your backyard.
0: Um, this is actually horrific advice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my first really one of my first really viral videos was about exactly this. Uh, okay. the bananas you buy in the store are seedless bananas, uh, okay. and yes, so what there are is... what
1: are those little Because they're like obviously there's little things that look like seeds. What what Ooh. are those?
0: Right. Okay. So it's funny because there's a myth that those are tarantula eggs. This is also not true. <laughs> also <laughs> not true. They are like the remnants of what would have been seeds, uh, but they've been bred in such a way that they're sterile, and we can just eat them. Like real banana seeds are like the size of marbles. You know, and but, like most of the banana is just full of like black seeds. So they're seedless like in the same way that like a seedless grape is or like a seedless yeah. watermelon. There's still technically little seeds in there. They do not do anything. So all the so videos you you're saying you see I can't it, grow a banana in uh, my you know, backyard? You you can, just not that way. <laughs> okay. It's actually kind of interesting. Every banana um, that we've had probably since about 1960, every Cavendish can banana, you- the big. Everyone's favorite curved yellow fruit that we use for scale on everything uh, is pretty much genetically the same. They're all clones. Well, you know, I have a question about that. I read somewhere, and
1: and this is actually, this is not from a video, but I remember reading years ago, that um everyone always says banana candy and they're like this doesn't taste like this is not taste like bananas but I read somewhere that that's what bananas it was closer to what bananas used to take, taste like is, that, is there any truth to that
0: There, there is some truth to that and this is a little bit debated uh, and you'll kind of hear it yeah. both ways um, but the uh, Grosse Michelle banana which actually means Big Mike in French I don't know okay uh, <laughs> plant people like get bored and they're just naming stuff all kinds of things like there's it's just pure chaos um but yeah they probably tasted closer to what banana flavoring was like i think it was a lot of like early flavor scientists just like throwing stuff to see what'll stick mm. and someone it, it's a little bit like if you described a banana to someone like the flavor of a banana but didn't actually let them taste one and you were like mm-hmm. i need you to make this And they were on a time crunch so they were like sure close enough let's do let's go with that that's great
1: you know, let's stick with bananas. Uh, I know one of your favorite things to talk about has been uh, the banana water that you see oh, God. people spraying oh, on, God. Uh, on different plants. So uh, we're, I guess the, the, the video says if I soak my banana peels in water for 48 hours and I use that water to fertilize my plants that I can, I can grow great... Because tomatoes love potassium. They, the one I specifically saw was about tomatoes. Okay. Um, the banana water is the way to go to fertilize my plants.
0: This is like... Let, like you know Sisyphus rolling a rock up a hill uh, I, I think of it just like a big jar of banana water of me trying to roll it up the hill so so no no it doesn't really work that way uh, and it's funny because there are some specific folks that are like real loud about this on the internet they're like no it's the miracle it's not like you can get it's real effective if you like gnats if you're trying to grow gnats like if if you love fruit flies and you were just like you know I don't have enough fruit flies in my life Uh, then this works really great now if you were to put the banana peels in some water and leave it for like two to four weeks and really Mm. let that stuff break down in there um, there's like a super like technical term called fermented plant juice which is a real thing and they've actually done research Mm. on it and if you leave it for long enough for it to start composting in that jar yeah then it's actually pretty good it's pretty effective um, but most of the videos you see where they're, like, taking a jar of hot water and dunking their banana peels in it, it's like the LaCroix of fertilizer, right? It's like <laughs> this was transported near some fertilizer, and we're just going to really? hope that it kind of works. It doesn't really do anything. If you've got time to wait and you can actually, like, really break that stuff down and ferment that, that compost tea, essentially, uh, really? then it does work. But my best advice for people wanting to do something with their table scraps is, like, just throw it in a compost pile. Just, just like, okay. you know, uh, uh, recycle it. Do something like that. The worst part is that you you will see it, because I've seen multiple
1: videos of it, where they're clearly peeling the bananas and probably just throwing away the banana, uh, the, the, <laughs> the meat of the banana itself, yep. just for the sake of doing this.
0: <laughs> yep, that's 100%. It. There's just like yep. a landfill somewhere full of just peeled banana mush, right. uh, all from 5-Minute Crafts.
1: Oh, man. I think several of these were from 5-Minute Crafts, by the way, so... <laughs> Shout out to 5 Minute Crafts. I, I've heard this one actually from several places. Uh, someone said if you use your unsalted pasta water, it can revive household plants because of the starch in it.
0: Um, this one's not as bad as some of them. Uh, the starch okay. can help. Um, it doesn't, like, plants don't really take up carbohydrates that way. They mostly make their own <laughs> through the leaves, they'll pull a little bit through the roots. Uh, but sometimes you can add some extra nutrients and things. I think, if nothing else, you're at least just not being wasteful. Right, like using some of that that water and watering your plants with it, and it's funny because I think people that like watch these hacks and they're like, "Oh, I like I need to do this." Like I make pasta all the time; I've got pasta water. Probably they're just watering their plants more consistently Um, Uh. because I've seen some of these and like they'll pull up a plant that they clearly haven't watered in a month, and then they'll like water it with pasta water. I'm like, yeah, it works because you're watering your plant. (laughs) You just it needs this thing.
1: So plants need water, then is what you're
0: saying. Shocking. And it's funny cuz I have 2 wow, degrees okay. trying to prove this. That like both of, both my masters and my PhD, like my my yep. thesis and dissertation were pretty much like do plants like it if you stop watering it? Read the next 200 <laughs> pages to find out. Spoilers, no they don't. Uh, they hate that. They don't love that. Our next segment is where these are questions submitted
1: by my followers with no context. Uh, and they know that we're going to give them bad advice. I, I'm mm-hmm. very explicit about it. I think some of them might be hoping for good advice. They're not um, getting But it. I label it very clearly. So, you know, I think we should start off nice and uh, simple and start with question number one. My snack is stuck in the vending machine. What should I do?
0: Have you seen a hammer? Like, Like, I have. The, I feel I have. like the hammer was yes. invented. You know, maybe to put nails in, like that's that's the uh, popular yeah. use. But like, uh-huh. you know, the the in case of emergency, like fire extinguishers that have the little hammer on them, like uh-huh. this feels like an emergency. Like you need your I, snack, and you got to get under, to that snack you, however. If you, you can. don't
1: eat, you die. If that's you don't right. eat, you die. So that's, this is you're saving your own life, and maybe someone else's.
0: Yeah, there may be someone else who has a snack stuck there, mm-hmm. or is about to get their uh-huh. snack stuck. And really, uh-huh. the people who manage that machine uh, should thank you. Because, what's the other option? Like, you call the little number on there and they've got to go find a key and like come open it for you. Like, you need your Cheez Its right now. Right Mm -hmm. now.
1: And what's a bigger waste of their time and money, having to put a new pane of glass in or having to drive all the way out there on a day they weren't going to be there?
0: Listen, we have a carbon crisis and we do not Uh need people driving Uh any more than necessary for frivolous things like getting into a snack machine when there are perfectly good hammers around.
1: Agreed. Save the planet, break break into a a snack machine with a hammer. Question number two. How many Kit Kat -Kat bars (laughs) is too many? How many Kit Kat bars is too many? The very Mm. premise
0: of this question doesn't make any sense to me. Like, one more than you have? Like, (laughs) like, take the number of Kit Kat bars you could, like, potentially legally purchase and add one to that, and that's too many. Like, See,
1: but I think that's good advice. Yeah.
0: Oh, we're supposed to be giving think, bad advice. I,
1: see, I th- I think that's advice that we should all live by. Eat as many Kit Kat bars as you can, and then even if it makes you sick, then you just have more room for more Kit Kat bar. bars. More Kit Kat Why do I keep saying Kit Kat bars?
0: <laughs> You're you're gonna have to put together a blooper reel from this one day yeah just cut a whole bunch of them together look you only really need one seat in your car mm-hmm. right if you can fit your car and you can drive then that rest of that space is available for kit kat bars
1: what if you turn them into like a little person next to you so it looks like a kit kat man and then you could drive in the and they carpool in
0: yes and if you get hungry just start eating uh-huh. the parts that the cops can't see start uh-huh. like with his feet and his legs and it's fine uh-huh. i think that's a Again, we're giving good advice here. We're giving too much good advice here. And it seems to I be like- the only bad advice
1: would be not to eat Kit Kat bars.
0: Yeah, the, the the worst advice I could give you was only <clears> eat one.
1: <throat> I'm meeting my boyfriend's parents for the first time. Any tips?
0: I like to think of it as like the first day in prison, which I've never been mm. in prison, by the way. So okay. I'm getting okay. all of my information from television, which is the right place it's to, all get, accurate. Like, to build your worldview, right? I'm um, fairly
1: certain there's a law that anything put on television has to be accurate.
0: Yeah, like, I just mm-hmm. pick a fight with the biggest person in the house. Okay. Right? Just, like, assert your dominance early. Mm-hmm. Or if, uh, like, say your your boyfriend's mom has cooked a meal, just, like, assert mm-hmm. dominance with every bite and be like, oh, this is pretty good, but, you know, I really make this better. Like, I like have better. Mm-hmm. Your, your pie is pretty good, but, like, you haven't lived until you've t- t- tasted my recipe for this exact li- same thing. I like thing. that you're
1: going – you're not even saying like my mom's is better. You're you're specifically putting it on to you as like you are better. Yeah. You
0: know? No. Yeah. And and you know, the, the your goal is to make sure that they know that you're trying to completely replace them in your boyfriend's life. That's the best mm. way to like assert dominance. Moms certainly. love that.
1: Because really do. I think
0: that's what moms are moms are hoping for is to yeah.
1: to know that they won't be ever be needed anymore
0: once yeah. this relationship takes off. You're gonna be taking yeah. care of their baby boy with, like, mm. way better, like, chicken catchatory than they could ever make. And I think this is the mistake people make in dating is, like, they mm. try to put their best foot forward uh, uh, on the very first date. Night. Meeting mm-hmm. parents. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. Like, just lay out all your dark secrets. I think that is such a good idea.
1: You know, I think that's true for most uh, life events, too. For your yeah. job, start yeah. off bad. Almost get fired. Almost get fired. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're the boss, and they're like, what happened? Because they noticed, they saw that growth. Yeah. you see the potential in you that's
0: perfect uh, so my wife and i've been married almost 13 years do you think it's too late mm-hmm. for me to try this no i i, I think i th- i'm knowing you i'm certain there's you can do better oh oh absolutely
1: i you know i think Sorry, i th- <laughs> let's go to one that we probably shouldn't answer uh as two college professors oh no uh, how can i make how can i make my college professor fall in love with me
0: can we put a disclaimer on this one before we answer it? Uh, do, don't. Do not. Don't. Um, don't. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. But have you tried studying for an exam? Mm. Doing your homework. Nothing nothing hotter than that. No. Like when you come in and you're like, <laughs> hey, I am well prepared for these mm-hmm. questions you're asking me. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Other thing you can do, um, and this works really well. Is while they're lecturing, be googling everything they say. If oh, you yeah. stop us in the middle of a lecture and raise your hand almost constantly to fact check us, like that's mm-hmm. really endearing.
1: There's no ego in being a, a college professor or an academia no. at all. It's a lot of very level headed,
0: um, very meager, me- meager people that go into this uh, this field that we're in. It's actually part of the interview. This is a this is a little known fact. When you're interviewing mm-hmm. for a faculty position, one of the uh, questions they ask you ask you is like. How do you feel about just being completely humiliated all the time, 100% mm-hmm. of the time? Like, oh, I love yeah. it. Great, you're hired.
1: Before, before we get to our, our final question, which I think is actually going to be uh, a wonderful way to end the show, uh, how, how can people follow you if they are looking for you on social media?
0: Yeah, look up, uh, again, The Plant Prof on Instagram, um, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, and you can find planthropology pretty much everywhere, too. It's uh, Anthropology with a PL on the front. Uh, and i'm on all the socials on there too and you can listen to it on any um, podcast listening device that was the worst way i've ever said that ever
1: is it's... there a ter- is there a term by the way for cuz is it podcatcher podcatcher is it pod- yeah are they, is that the right term cuz i call see that net I, I feel yeah. weird okay
0: oh Does I don't anybody else like call them that <laughs> no no normal i feel like i like said that people look at me like yeah no uh, podcasters are not normal i don't even like the word podcast no. like i hate it no uh, no we are not normal people uh but they do call them podcatchers um okay which again I mean yeah, it makes right.
1: sense cause they're but it just I don't think I've ever heard anybody else call them <laughs> no alright are you ready for the, our final question of the day
0: oh I think I am yeah
1: every plant I've ever owned has died and now my wife is pregnant
0: am I ready so I have a I have a follow up question um are those two things related? I don't I I, I know you ask for no context, but yeah. I, like I really want some context. Um so no. Yes. Uh but well, there I, can, are... I, mean,
1: I I can tell you, like I, I literally do kill every plant, so I think I'm an okay father. <laughs>
0: so maybe it is. Okay. Um have you tried banana water? I didn't write this question by the way. This is I wanna be very clear. This <laughs> I, is not I, I think the, the Chesco doth protest too much. Uh, <laughs> banana, <laughs> so, so banana water. Banana okay. water for for bathing. Uh replace all mm-hmm. the normal water, any fluid intake, any food, mm-hmm. uh bananas and banana water. So fermented yeah. banana
1: water I'm sure will get you a little
0: little buzz as well. Yeah. Um, you know, because so, you know, the first six months are so tiring, mm-hmm. right? Like it's mm-hmm. such a blur anyway, just like Get going on your homemade like banana liquor and Mm -hmm. just don't give that to the baby. Like, although I
1: I also do think it's a bit too late to be asking this question. (laughs) (laughs) And this this is probably terrible advice. Raising a baby's been easier for me than raising flesh. (laughs) (laughs) It's taken more time. There's more work that goes. Maybe if I put even a fraction of the work as I put it into plants or that as I put it into my children into plants, then all of mine wouldn't die.
0: You know, I, I will say, though, like, if I knew for sure that my plants would someday learn to talk and, like, mow the good. lawn for me, I might try uh-huh. a little harder. That's a good point. The value proposition. Are you working on, on
1: that? Is there, like, do you have some hidden projects you're going on Listen, with
0: I can't talk about it yet. Uh, it's very hush-hush. But uh, uh, if you listen to Plantropology, <laughs> at some point in the future, maybe we'll get talking lawnmower plants. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It's, Plans it's for just Zombies like was actually just the
1: future. Yeah. All right. Well, this this has been Bad Advice Wednesdays, a show where we try not to ruin your life. And please, it, do not listen to us. That was at least for not that last third of this show. Yeah, probably uh, not. Thank you all for listening and. uh Thank you, Vikram, for, for joining me today's show.
0: Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. And
1: that was Bad Advice on a Wednesday. If you enjoyed today's show, please like, please subscribe, share it with your friends, drop a five-star review. You can always support us financially at patreon.com slash thespeechprof. All links of everything we talked about will be available in the show notes. And most importantly, remember, this is intended to be bad advice. Please do not listen to anything we said. And okay, dope rhyme slinger, good advice giver. Listen for a second, let me try and paint a picture.